Hi, beautiful friends. Welcome back to Reclaim Terrain. This episode is all about trusting God through the valleys, through the dry spells, and in seasons of darkness or famine or waiting. Because regardless, we all go through different types of valleys. We all go through periods of darkness and we all go through more difficult and trying seasons. It's part of life, which is why I know that this just had to be one of the first episodes because it is so needed. So in this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you the five steps Holy Spirit has revealed to me from firsthand experiences on how exactly to trust him when you are in your valleys, how to hold the faith, and how to remain obedient in the process. Hey queen, welcome to Reclaim Terrain. I'm your host, Hannah Brindley, daughter of the king, certified life coach, and faith-fueled business mentor. I know you are so sick of feeling like you've worked so hard in your business with little to no reward while staying in this same cycle of self-sabotaging tendencies you know are keeping you stuck. And because of that, I know you are craving to end this never-ending cycle of self-destruction and cultivate a successful Holy Spirit-led business without letting it become your idol. So if you are ready to be fueled by faith over flesh, fight your battle spiritually instead of physically, take bold action on your God-given callings, and finally create that thriving faith-fueled business, then you're in the right place. Go ahead and reheat your coffee, grab a notebook and pen, and let's dive in. Now we all experience some pretty difficult valleys, don't we? Whether it be nothing seems to be falling into place, or you're working so hard and not reaping the rewards, or you've been hurt or betrayed or rejected, or perhaps you're just in a really dark place and can't seem to dig yourself out. And whatever the case may be, we really have all experienced darkness or a valley in some way, shape, or form. I have definitely had my fair share of valleys, especially over the last few years of being an entrepreneur. I have experienced seasons of dry spells where I had no idea what I was going to do financially. I've experienced so many doubts and thinking, oh my goodness, I have to go and get a full-time job. I've experienced major rejection, betrayal, slander, and I've had seasons where I just felt so depressed that I felt like I just couldn't go do anything or show up in any capacity. And to be totally honest, the list could go on. But throughout the valleys, the Lord has remained faithful. He is still the most high. He is still good. He is always good. And throughout my valleys, he's really shown me how to trust him even deeper. You know, I've always said I loved him and I've always said I trusted him, but he's showing me how to love him and trust him even deeper. And with that, I feel very called to share with you the five steps he's revealed to me that has helped me trust him deeper and obey him and keep going even in the middle of a storm, even when it feels like there's no point or I can't do it. So let's go ahead and dive right in. So let's go ahead and dive into step number one. Whenever I am in a dry spell or a valley or a season of darkness, I know the Lord is calling me to draw closer to him. You know, the incredible thing about darkness is that it can actually show us our faith. And the beautiful thing about this is that our faith doesn't ever quite look as magnificent when you're on the peak of a mountain as it does when you're in the valley or when you're in the trenches. 
your faith doesn't shine quite as bright in the light as it does in the darkness. And I've personally found in my life that some of the trials I've faced have come up for a multitude of reasons, but one of those has been to humble me, to get me to go to the feet of Jesus. So darkness, if we allow it, can often draw us closer to him. I know personally that when things are going great, sometimes I can get wrapped up in my life. And sometimes I notice situations happen to get me to realize, oh, wait a second, like I actually need Jesus, right? So these situations can often be used to help us refocus on the most important thing, which is him. Now, I do have a story to tell in regards to the step Back in December 2021, my dog Moxie unexpectedly passed away. And needless to say, it really broke my heart. And honestly, 2021 was one of the most trying years I've had to date. And a few days after she passed, the Holy Spirit prompted me to read the whole Bible in 14 days. (laughs) Now, this was very lofty. And truth be told, I did not finish it in time. I did not finish it in 14 days, but I tried and I consumed more scripture in that time period than I ever had before. And I learned so much from that experience. And I realized he didn't prompt me to finish it in 14 days, just simply to check off a box and just to finish it in 14 days. He prompted me to do that. So I would be constantly consuming his word. And he healed my broken heart through that process. And I kid you not, within a day or two of starting that and basically consuming six or more hours of scripture in a day, I noticed a night and day difference within myself. I began to feel true joy again, and it showed. I was slower to anger, to sadness, and anxiety. And really and truly, I've never experienced such a quick and extreme shift just in my being before. If I'm being totally honest, I'm still truly marveled by it. And even though there were many times when I was like really tired and I had absolutely no idea what I was reading, and you know, I say that because I'm just keeping it real with you, this just goes to show that consuming the scripture really does change everything. Because the word really is Jesus, and the word really is alive and active. Hebrews 4, verse 12 says, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And so even though I didn't finish the entire Bible in 14 days, I did, however, spend more time in the word daily than I ever had before. And I experienced so many valuable lessons from this. And so some of these lessons I learned are really important for this episode today. You know, sometimes what appears to be a quote-unquote failure in the physical world is actually a victory in the spiritual world. And sometimes the breakthrough can only happen when there's a struggle, an obstacle, pain, or failure. And sometimes pain is the only way to bring us back to the feet of Jesus. 
And when we live in a society that idolizes success, it can sometimes be difficult to find joy in the journey and to find joy despite your circumstances. But the truth is that Jesus is joy. And the process of pain and failure and suffering will lead us back to him if we let it. So my first big tip and step for you is that if you're in a valley right now, please spend even more time in scripture. Draw near to him. I know on the surface it might sound really silly, but scripture is Jesus and the only way to God is through Jesus, which means the only way to draw closer to God is through scripture. The scripture is alive and active. It is a double-edged sword. It is literally your weapon. Use it. Fun little fact here, Psalm 4610, the verse that says, be still and know that I am God, was actually written in time of trouble. It was written in a war zone. And maybe you can even think of the war zone as our valley, the dark. You know, that means in regards of your situation, we must rest in him to stop striving and fighting and allow him to be the light. Allow him to be the way in the dark. Our enemies, which are our idols, are the things that control us, is actually what we need to turn over to him in the darkness. So for example, if you are struggling in your business and you're obsessing over your business or how much money you're making or not making, which by the way, this was totally me, it's important that you release and surrender that to him. Or if you're suffering from a breakup or a fallout with a friend, you have to release that to him. Release that to him and let him lead you. And this point right here actually leads me into the second big step that he's taught me to do in my valleys, which is to surrender. And I know that the concept of surrendering is not new. You have most likely heard about surrendering and perhaps you may even think you're surrendering already, but I'm going to drop a truth bomb here for you because I love you, okay? If you are still consumed by it, and if your thoughts continue to go back to it, you have not surrendered it. There is still something about that thing, that experience, that person, or that situation that you have not surrendered yet. And truth be told, when this happens and when your thoughts are so consumed by something, that can also become your idol. Because what we focus on become our idols. Now here's the thing. I know that this can be easier said than done. I know this and I know we can feel that it's not that simple. But why isn't it that simple? And the truth is that it's not that simple because We don't have the power on our own to totally let things go. We don't have the power on our own to end anxious thoughts, but God does. Is it a challenge for me in those moments? Absolutely. And I'm not saying it's not hard, but this is when you really have to beg God to take it from you and to help you surrender and release it. And really at the end of the day, surrendering is like a muscle. The more you practice it, the stronger and easier it gets. But just like a muscle, it has the capacity to keep growing and to keep building on itself. There's always more growth to do in this area and there's always more surrendering. And y'all, we resist surrendering so much. 
But once we truly surrender, we have so much peace and joy. Like, why do we keep holding on to these things? The reason for this is that our flesh is literally trying to keep us away from God because our flesh wants to be in control. But what is that actually doing for us? It's making us angry and sad and bitter and afraid. No more. Let God take that from you. I'm going to tell you right now that God loves you and he will keep trying to get you to surrender. He's not going to stop. He loves you. He doesn't want you to suffer in this way. He doesn't want you to fill yourself with the anxieties of this world. He wants you to rest in him and he is going to teach you this one way or another. So you might want to go ahead and start practicing true surrender. Hey queen, I know you're an ambitious, faith-fueled female entrepreneur ready to take your life and business to the next level, but you keep getting stuck. You think you just need the next strategy, or you think you just need to get motivated again, or you think you just have this lack of self-discipline, or you think you just haven't found the right people to buy, or you think you just need more clarity. But do you wanna know the real problem? You're so focused on yourself. And the truth is that you know you need to focus on Jesus. It's time to partner with him in your business. It's time to fight your battles spiritually instead of physically. It's time to hear from God and let him take the reins. It's time to turn the lies the enemy keeps feeding you into the truth the Lord meant for you. And if you're feeling some type of way right now, then the Reclaim to Reign membership might be for you. And by the way, you can get access to this membership right now for a founder's rate, meaning this is the lowest the investment will ever be. Just keep in mind that the founder's rate expires on April 6, 2022. This membership is your go-to resource for a loving and supportive community of Christian female entrepreneurs paired with a faith-fueled framework and devotional experience strategically designed to help you further dive into God's word, cultivate a deeper relationship with him, and overcome the spiritual battles you're fighting against the enemy that have been keeping you stuck in your life and business. Inside of this revolutionary membership, you will find yourself fully equipped with all the support, prayer, and accountability you could ever need to break through your self-sabotaging tendencies and stand firm in the battle against the enemy. I know the Lord has put a calling on your heart, and I know you know he has a great purpose for that calling, and he has chosen you to be the vessel for it. But you keep getting stuck for one reason or another, and it usually boils down to self-sabotage. You experience self-sabotage in a multitude of ways, like lack of discipline or motivation, procrastination and perfectionism, imposter syndrome and comparisonitis, fear of failure and fear of success, unworthiness and insecurity, people-pleasing and fear of rejection, and the list could go on. Have you ever thought that self-sabotaging tendencies like this have everything to do with what's happening in the spiritual realm as opposed to what's happening in the physical realm? It's time to get to the root of the problem. Let the Holy Spirit fully guide you in your life and business and stop listening to the lies the enemy continues to whisper in your ear. If you are feeling a Holy Spirit nudge right now, go ahead and head on over to www.hannahbrindley.com membership to learn more about the membership and secure your spot. And don't forget that the founder's rate expires on April 6th, 2022.
I cannot wait to see you inside. Now the third step he has taught me in the valleys is to see the unseen. And what I mean by that is that even though it appears as if it's all falling apart, perhaps it's actually all falling together. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Trusting God and having faith looks like walking through the valley even when you have no idea what God is doing. The truth is it wouldn't be faith if you always saw it. It's literally about seeing the unseen. Not everything will appear to be good, but it will work together for the good of those who love him. And so how can we do this? How can we actually see the unseen? I believe we can tangibly do this in two different ways. The first way is to look for the blessing. Look for the blessing within the valleys, but also look for the blessing every moment of every day. You know, I teach my clients to be on the lookout for miracle moments. And miracle moments are essentially moments in your life that just shows you and confirms with you that God's promises are coming to fruition. Y'all, you should have so many miracle moments throughout your day that you probably often neglect. And it's really important that we train our minds to look for those blessings. It's important to document them and read them and remind yourself of them when you're in doubt or fear sets in. But in terms of being in the dark, you must shine light on the darkness. Matthew 5 verses 15 through 16 says, Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Y'all, Jesus is the light. If you want to move through the darkness, you must consume him and let him shine through you. And that is a blessing in and of itself. Perhaps the blessing in the darkness is for you to rekindle and reignite that relationship with him. And so that's the first way of seeing the unseen, looking for the blessing. The next way I believe we can see the unseen is to look for the lesson. What is the Lord showing you? Perhaps it's that he's wanting to help you overcome your flesh so that the Holy Spirit can fully overtake you. Perhaps he's teaching you you still have some anger and resentment you keep holding on to from your past. Or perhaps there's still some pride he's wanting you to work on. Psalm 1828 says, You, Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. This is literally saying he is going to turn your darkness into light. What if you have to go through the darkness so that you can further allow him to overtake you and let Jesus shine through you even brighter? The truth is that fruits of the Spirit cannot be produced without Holy Spirit power. If we aren't prepared to let him flow through us, we're not going to bring forth fruit. So a lot of the time, our darkness or our valleys is literally him molding us to be a stronger vessel for him. Isaiah 64, 8 says, But now, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. 
He is preparing you. So I urge you to look for that lesson and also realize that lesson is a blessing in and of itself because he loves you. Another thing I think is important to note here is that light can often show us the darkness that remains. Ephesians 5.13 says, But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. When we begin digging into scripture and we are being sanctified, there are going to be valleys because he is going to get the darkness out of you. He is purging you and purging isn't often very pretty. So again, I urge you to be grateful for these moments, to look for the blessing and the lesson because he is preparing you. He is purging you. He is teaching you and he's molding you to fulfill your ultimate purpose, which is to continuously love him and make him known. Now, this leads me to the fourth step he's taught me in trusting him through the valleys. And it is trusting the path. If you're going through a valley or a dry spell or darkness of any sort, how do you know if you should keep going or give up? And I've personally asked myself this question many, many times. I know that when I hit a valley, I am all of a sudden flooded with every insecurity or doubt I've ever faced. And it makes me question Is this a sign from God that I need to move or quit or do something different? Or is this the enemy trying to deter me? So how do you know? The first way you know is that anything instilling fear, guilt, or shame is from the enemy. The enemy is going to do their best to convince you to quit based on your doubts or your insecurities. The enemy is going to use your flesh and works of the flesh to try to manipulate you. But God will just simply shut the door. He's not going to instill fear or guilt or shame. He's not going to use your insecurities against you. He's not going to push you to sin or act on works of the flesh. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So if you're going through the valley and you're thinking, do I need to quit? It's important to get to the root of that thought. Why do you think that? Is it because you think you're not good at something? You feel like you're an imposter? You're comparing yourself to others? Like, what is it? And if it's because you feel insecure or you're doubting or you feel fear or guilt or shame, that is not from God. Which then leads me to step number five. Keep on walking. It's so important to keep walking and to be obedient. If he has called you to this business, walk it out. Keep going even when it feels like nothing is working. See the unseen. Take intentional aligned action towards what he's telling you. Keep walking despite the lies the enemy is feeding you. And so how do you keep walking? Well, first, you've got to draw closer to him. Second, you've got to surrender. Third, you see the unseen. And fourth, You trust the path. And that is how you keep on walking.
And there you have it. That wraps up today's episode, friends. Those are the five steps the Holy Spirit has revealed to me from firsthand experiences on how to exactly trust him when you are in the valleys, how to hold the faith, and how to remain obedient in the process. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to chat more about today's show or you have any questions whatsoever, please join our free Facebook community because I'm going to be creating threads for every episode moving forward so we can have deeper discussions on these topics. The free Facebook group is called Reclaim Terrain. You should be able to search for it and find it, but you can also utilize the link bit.ly slash reclaim terrain. But I will also have it in the show notes for you too. So make sure you check that out. And also, please do not forget about the giveaway. I'm literally giving away $100 to someone who shares about this podcast on social media. So make sure you take a screenshot of the show, post it to your stories, and tag me at Hannah Brindley. And of course, if you want access to the free lessons from my paid programs, please make sure you leave a rating and a written review over on Apple Podcast, screenshot the review and email it to me at hannah at hannahbrindley.com and I will make sure you get access as soon as it's released. And just in case you didn't know, I am so glad you're here. Hey queen, don't head out just yet. If this podcast has blessed you in some way, it would mean the absolute world to me if you left a written review of the show over on Apple Podcasts. It truly lights a fire in me knowing how God has impacted you through this platform. And since I absolutely adore connecting with you, please, please, please screenshot this episode or your review and post it on your stories on Instagram and tag me at Hannah Brindley. I can't wait to see you over there. So much love to you.